1: With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. A 48-year-old gunman shot six people last night in a yoga studio in Tallahassee, Florida. He then killed himself. The two people he killed have been identified as 61-year-old Dr. Nancy Van Vessem and 21-year-old Mara Binkley, said to be a faculty member and a student at Florida State University. President Trump in the final stretch of a 44-city blitz for the midterm elections last night in Indianapolis to endorse Republican Senate candidate Mike Braun running a close race against Democratic Senator Joe Donnelly. Today, the president is in Belgrade, Montana, and then Pensacola, Florida. On Sunday, it's Macon, Georgia, and Chattanooga, Tennessee on Monday. Cleveland, Ohio, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Camp Gerardo, Missouri. And it is time to fall back, 2 o'clock Sunday morning. Probably easier just to remember to set your clocks back one hour before you go to bed tonight. For more details, SRNNews.com.
2: Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins.
3: Listen to the Del Wamsley Show, weekday mornings at 11, here on Business 1440, part of the Wall Street Business Network, and streaming at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
4: Are you a member of our rewards program?
3: Yeah.
5: I had the card here somewhere.
3: We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card that you can't find. Well, at Business 1440, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
5: please contact us at wnav-video.com.
6: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
3: The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator... Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you.
5: Just say what you got,
3: man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Oh, they took our games! They took
7: your games! They took your games! They took your games! Good morning and welcome Jobs Saturday King Daniel Show. Business fourteen forty. It was such a good jobs number. I just need to get right to it. I mean you can't you can't sit around and and, and blubber about the, the, the weather or or the fact that it's deer opener this weekend. Um, lots of lots of things going on and and there are people who will probably listen to us on the podcast instead, but will because they're out in the woods right now. That's fine. Uh, also, also the weird thing, I, I don't know. You can tweet at us pound KBRS. Okay, I want to know, pro daylight savings time or anti daylight savings time? Okay, I'm anti. I mean, to the extent that I might move to a state that doesn't observe it when I retire, but uh, nobody seems to be retiring at least in the job market right now. I mean, it's just two hundred fifty thousand was well above any forecast. That I saw among the many that I post at pound Kbrs on Twitter uh, you can that you can find fifty thousand more than probably the street consensus I saw street consensus numbers between one ninety and two hundred i the highest one I think I saw was about a two twenty seven or something but so even the person that was at the high end of the spectrum was about twenty five thousand short of what we got. 250,000 jo- jobs uh, created. There was a downward revision in sept- to September by 16,000, but there was an upward revision of the exact same 16,000 in August. So no net change in revisions. It was exactly the number that you would have thought. And then the household survey, 600,000 jobs, additional jobs reported in the household survey. Uh, because we're training in a new uh, a new engineer we said goodbye to Ross last week Andrew is in the studio along with someone to help help him learn where all the buttons are and and uh where where the se- where the secret stash of static for when the, the line breaks happens uh that's all being taught to him right now we have to remind Andrew and everybody else there're always two employment surveys. There's one that's done of the payrolls. It's what what firms are reporting in. And then there's the one where they're actually calling households and asking the question. The unemployment rate number, 3.7%, that comes from the household survey. And that's where that 600,000 additional jobs number came from. That means, if you think about that for a second, how did we add 600,000 more people to the workforce, We actually added 660,000 more people to the workforce. How could we have done that and still held the unemployment rate at 3.7%? It's because we had a greater amount of people participating in the labor force. We had a significant increase. This is the best number, and I want to say it right from the very top. The best number of this report is not the wage gain, which I'm going to talk about, All right, because the wage gains are important, but the best number to talk about in this is the fact that the share of the population over age 16 participating in the labor force rose by four tenths of a percent over the last year. Now, that doesn't sound like much. 0.4, that sounds like a small number if you study that number and you look at both the number of people who are working and the number of hours that they're working which expanded by a tenth in this recent report you put those together that means that the number of the number of hours being worked it rose by 3.4% that or about 3% that added about 1.6% to gdp over the last year let me repeat that so so that you understand it very clearly. The growth of the labor market, the growth we've seen, is attached to about half of the gain that we saw in GDP that we reported on it last week here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. We talked about the fact that that gain was probably a little bit above where we thought it would be because we had that inventory add. So, maybe the number should be in that three to three and a half range. three and a half is at the higher end of that, and that's what we got for for the third quarter. but if you look at if you look at the the inventory change in that that probably subtracts on average probably a quarter to a half point from that. The labor market is growing, and that is supporting this increase if this increase and and if that stays true. If that stays true, that is a very positive number for 2019 and even going onward into 2020. The big debate, the big debate that you're hearing in this conversation is whether or not these are sustainable. I'm going to spend some time talking today about the sugar high. This is the theory that you're hearing the talking heads say right now. The sugar high. It can't last. I have like four different people to talk to you today. Only one of them from the the Trump administration. Um, I have four different people talking about the fact that these gains appear to be sustainable. When we talked last week, you might have heard me say something that sounded just a little on the negative side. Questioning whether or not there has been an increase in capital, has there been an increase in entrepreneurial activity? The thing to remember about the household survey that we heard—the six hundred thousand number—is that that includes people who work for themselves. Okay, the household survey picks up the number of people that work for themselves. It picks up. Uh, it picks up. Uh, people who are working part-time who went out and got another job, it actually will help. It actually shows that maybe there's an increase in entrepreneurship that is finally happening. The level of business formation over the last decade has been disappointingly low, almost half below where it was in the 1990s. New businesses bring new ideas, they create new investment, they they engage workers in a different way. Many of them fail, but those that succeed are, in fact, where all of the innovation happens in companies, okay? They are a major part of that. We don't want a world where innovation happens just with the existing firms. We don't want all the innovations to come out of the fangs, right, Facebook and Apple and Amazon and netflix and google we want that we want that we want that next microsoft starting from paul allen and bill gates talking about a pentair computer and dropping out of college to build the first machines the first pcs that's what we that's what we're looking for and there are signs that that in fact is beginning to happen that and that is the major debate why do we spend time on the jobs report? Why do I have a job Saturday? I mean, we're going to play you a clips from everybody talking about the jobs report yesterday. Why am I taking a second day on this? It's to explain to you this fundamental issue. When we started this show, which takes me all the way back to the end of 2009, Okay, we're about at the nine-year anniversary of our show here on, on Business 1440. I don't think anybody knows that. We've been doing this for nine years now. When we started this show, the reason we started it was we were in the depths of the recession. We were beginning to come out and we were wondering, has the world changed? Has there been a fundamental shift to a new normal? Remember that talk? If you're a longtime listener to The King Banyan Show, do you remember hearing new normal? Sure, we talked about it a lot for the first four or five years. Okay, guess what? The new normal is in the rearview mirror. There are people that still want to talk about. It. I mean, I I read where where. Hang on just a second. I was reading this, I was reading this uh, just before we came on the air. This piece in Axios uh, Future column by Steve Levine um, uh, last night. One big thing. A roaring economy flashing red. Okay, so they say, yeah, that was a great jobs report. That was really good. But there are counter signals too. Wage growth is beating inflation, for instance. But, for reasons no one has convincingly explained, it still refuses to break into the solid gains of the booming late 1960s and early 2000s. You know what, Thousands. the tech bubble burst. Are these things we're supposed to be aspiring to? But yes, this is part of this this claim of a new normal. A new normal means you can't grow as fast. The only way we can keep the economy growing, the only way we can we can keep the poor with rising wages is to keep the economy in this hyperheated state. We can't let the Fed raise interest rates. We have to have more we have to have more government spending, but you can't run up a deficit while you do it, so we have to raise taxes too. We can't have those tax cuts that passed last year. Okay. This piece, again, uh, Levine writes, Americans are working hard, but still not at historical rates. Right? It's going really well, but because it, because there was some time where it didn't go faster, this isn't very good. And this is just a, a, an amazingly foolish call. I'll I'll tweet this to you at the break again at pound kbrs. But this jobs report is really really good, and I'm going to let the I'm going to let people from the uh, people, people explain it to you as they did yesterday, and we're going to reflect and dig in deeper here. Right after this, you're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. <music>
8: or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800 813 1105. 800 813 1105. That's 800 813 1105.
7: Well, you can get a job today. You sure can. You'll probably see over the next few weeks a King Banyan show on Business fourteen forty. I am the aforementioned King Banyan. Um, you'll probably see in the next few weeks one of those reports. The number of job openings is greater than the number of people who are unemployed. I, you know, I say that often to my my first year students. Um, and um, and sometimes I'll get this look back like, so why don't they take them? It's like, well, it shows you the value of search and location, right? Not the people who are unemployed don't necessarily live where the jobs are. They don't necessarily have the qualifications for the jobs. And information is costly to attain. You don't necessarily know where the jobs are, even if you did qualify for it. So so anyway, that's but search engines are are supposed to be helping with that. At any rate, you can get a job here on Job Saturday, and the numbers, okay, 250,000 on the payroll number, 3.7% unemployment rate on the household survey, wages up 3.1%. And um, I usually, I got an email like three minutes after the jobs report posted at 7.30 Central Time, uh, and it, it, from some someone said, well, "So what do you think of the numbers?" And I said, "Well, I think I think we don't need to wait for Larry on the lawn to tell us um, to tell us uh, that these are great numbers." Well, we didn't get Larry on the lawn; we got Kevin on the lawn. Kevin Hassett, Larry, of course, Larry Kudlow, the head of the National Economic Council, and normally the person they they run out there. Don't worry; we've got a Larry clip later uh, that is interesting and aggravating. Uh, we, we'll 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 spread around a little criticism here uh, a little bit later on, but Kevin Hassett got to go on, um, got to go on uh, the lawn uh, to talk about the numbers that were out there, and he was on Fox Business with Stuart Varney, and this is cut 1A. Even yeah, I right. have
6: characterized a 250,000 gain in jobs as good. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. it's really an astonishing report, you know, uh, we did this estimate of what the hurricane effect was going to be because the hurricane came during the survey week and we thought that it was going to subtract about 60,000 jobs from this and so we were prepared for the worst. and this is just like an astonishing number given all of the actual literal but, headwinds that but we the, had. Uh, so it,
0: the, the the hurricane had no impact at all on this job number?
6: None? Well, that, the BLS, you know, it's a, it's a highly uncertain thing but, but on the household side we have more than 190,000 households say they didn't go to work for a week because of weather. And, and, and that's one of the highest we've seen on record. And so we don't really know what the hurricane effect is, but it's astonishing to get 250 with the hurricane happening in, in a survey week. It's just almost unheard of. And, and, and like the details, too, that, that you had mentioned that the, it was across the board strong. You know, we had lots of job growth in all the industries. In fact, there wasn't a single industry in the data that went down. So talk about okay. broad spread growth. But-
7: and he's right it's broad, every single I normally when I do the report I read you some of the details by industry okay there's there's no sector that w- was negative um, healthcare up 36,000 manufacturing up 32,000 construction up 30,000 transportation and warehousing up 25,000 leisure and hospitality up 42,000 Uh, and, and what you see is what you see in the numbers, I think is actually one of the reasons they can't see anything that happened as a result of hurricane Michael in the Florida panhandle is that, that the previous month you had hurricane Florence go through North Carolina. So you basically traded one hurricane impact for another hurricane impact. So the net effect, uh, is theirs. and I'm indeed reading, this is the commissioner, uh, Acting Commissioner's William uh, Wietrofsky's uh, statement uh, yesterday, uh, Hurricane Michael made lay and fall in the Florida Panhandle on October 10th during the reference periods for both the establishment and household surveys. That means we were surveying firms and households while the hurricane was to happen. Hurricane, back to the quote, Hurricane Michael had no discernible effect on the national employment and unemployment estimates for October in response rates for the two surveys were well within normal range. Um, were within normal range. The, I, I I inserted the word well for some reason. Don't know why. Um, we don't know what the, that number is. All I can say is when you're surveying sixty thousand households to try to make an impa- to determine an impact on a number that's about one hundred and fifty million. In the numbers you're looking at, as Hassett says we didn't get we had what do you say, a hundred and ninety thousand households estimated. It's one hundred and ninety thousand households out of almost a hundred million. So you're talking about something that's two tenths of one percent. There's a lot of measurement error in there. We don't know with any statistical certainty what the impact is we'll have a better idea when we get to see the state level numbers and we see when we see what happens to the unemployment rate in Florida which we won't know for another 3 weeks so when that when that number comes out we might have a better idea and that's why he was able to talk about the impact of Florence and that's why there was a revision downward for for September in the employment number that is in no small part the impact of actually having better results, better information about the impact of Florence, meaning that this number probably would be revised downward when the November jobs report happens in in four, f- five weeks' time. Um, so I am, I you know, again, 250 is awesome. It might be revised downward, 3.7%. That's awesome, but probably probably to be revised, probably to be revised downward. What's what's likely not to get revised downward are these wage numbers. And so Hassett continues on with Varney. This is from Fox Business yesterday morning talking about the jobs report, and this is wage growth, and cut 1B, please.
0: But but don't miss the other bright spot, which is the 3.1% increase in wages over the past year. Uh, exactly. Of course, there's some criticism this morning. That is so strong, it means higher interest rates from the Fed because of higher inflation. Uh, discuss that one, please.
6: Oh, sure, and that's something Professor Varney and I have talked a lot about over the years, right? Because what's going to happen is that we're going to cut corporate taxes, we said last fall. That's going to lead to a capital spending boom, which we see in the data. That's going to increase productivity and wages. And so wages should go up right now because workers have better and more machines to work with it. And and when that happens, you know, I I respect the independence of the Fed. I don't want to give them monetary policy advice. But when that happens, then you can see wage growth that's real wage growth and not just inflation.
7: Now, here's... As I mentioned uh, during the previous segment, and I talked about this last week as well for the tax cuts to really produce what you, what you hope for, you have to have a surge of investment. As I look at investment right now, across my screen, in 2017, fixed non-residential fixed investments so I'm taken housing out, I'm taking the inventories out. I'm just looking at the remainder two point five eight seven trillion dollars invested in twenty seventeen. So far two yeah two point excuse me two point five three eight billion dollars invested in twenty seventeen. Right now you're you're at a number that's two point seven one five. So you've added almost two hundred billion dollars to investment. The third quarter numbers are down, but the first two quarters we saw an increase in investment that non-residential fixed investment that was significant. If you get the total investment number, remember it includes inventories and it includes housing. I think there are there are signs that housing is having having a little bit of a pause. The growth that we saw in housing earlier in the cycle and earlier in the cycle meeting in this second wave of the cycle 2016 2017 I think that is cooling here in 2018 you're beginning to see house price increases slow down to the five to seven percent range from the 15 to 17 percent range as they were 18 months ago um, uh, hot, but although construction spending has been strong but the second wave of that is always to remember that commercial investment, particularly in in retail, in, in office buildings, in churches, in schools, and so on, that type of investment chases the chimneys. So you build the housing first, and then all that other stuff follows along to serve the people that have now moved into that particular area. That's that second wave of investment that's happening but add to that the fact that we've had an increase of approximately. I'm doing. i having to do math in my head. Uh, 64 billion dollars in investment in intellectual property products, including almost 50 billion of that in software. There has been an increase in software spending. There's been an increase in R and D spending from 386 from 384 billion dollars before. Before the uh tax cut to now four hundred and thirteen billion dollars after the tax cut, it is happening, but it takes time. So when Hassett says to us that he believes this in, you know that this wage growth is sustainable because it's coming out of investment, I say possibly not yet, I'm not sure if that's true. Before we leave this thought and leave this segment, let me play cut two. this is this is Mohammed El-Aryan, who's the chief economist at Allianz uh, on Bloomberg yesterday, talking about the higher potential GDP that he sees coming on from investment. Solid jobs report. The highlights for you.
10: Highlights are first, as you say, a solid job reports that point
7: not just to higher actual growth, but higher potential growth. And you see this in the labor
0: participation rate going up. Second, it will make the Fed policy discussions even more interesting because there's going to be the whole question of how much slack is there still
7: in the labor market. And finally, is going to make markets more volatile as central banks continue to remove the, he- the noise cancellation headphones they had given us for so long. So great for the economy, complicates Fed policy discussions, and will mean that markets will remain volatile up and down. So that... Uh, it- Thank you for that because now that sets up the remainder of the hour. We want to talk about those things. We want to talk about what it does for Fed policy. We want to talk about whether or not potential GDP is increasing. Part of that is investment, part of that is the availability of additional labor uh, into the market. Is there room still for labor market growth? The, question, the answer to those questions coming up after this, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
5: I
3: Tune in to Investing for Success with Mark Pearson every day for your dose of dollars and cents. Our daily segment takes a candid look at what makes no sense, what's a bunch of nonsense, and how to use a little common sense when it comes to investing in financial matters. From investments to insurance, college payments to major purchases, Dollars and Cents digs into the no sense, the nonsense, and the common sense so you can make better sense of it all. Get some straight talk with Dollars and Cents with Mark Pearson every day on Investing for Success from 4 to 5 p.m. on Business 1440, the Wall Street Business Network
5: pro-life across america the billboard people i'm sure glad you're my sister Addie. yep you're my best buddy mom says you were their little surprise what would we do without you wow well, you'll probably get your own gum yeah that's true but you're worth it
1: hello my name is carrie i work with pro-life across america the billboard people If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America...
11: Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not real interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be, for a free and obviously no obligation estimate. Find us online at thekingdombuilders.net.
5: My bills are all due, and the baby needs shoes, and I'm busted. Cotton is down to a quarter of a pound, but I'm busted.
7: I got a cow that went welcome back King Banyan show this is 1440 yeah the music the music changes when we change producers and it'll change again uh, Andrews being trained in but my guess is when you go to the spotifycom that that playlist that you'll find we will post it to you right after the show's over today uh, that playlist is gonna have a whole lot of uh, the flavor of an older playlist that used to be done by our friend john berg who is of course still working down at the station and he's actually assisting in the training of uh, our new producer andrew that'll be and we andrew will andrew will get to solo the plane here in a couple of weeks i guess uh it'll, it'll be it'll be enjoyable we'll 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 let him figure out the buttons and all that first and then we'll then we'll figure out if he talks i've i i, I he does i talked to him off air it's okay he does 651 um, 289 with questions and comments uh, uh, to this, uh, uh, to, to the jobs report. The jobs report had, you know, both good numbers in terms of employment and good numbers in terms of wages, which would make you think that maybe this is going to pinch things off. Let me just say in terms of, uh, of, you know, what happens with businesses, what's happening with investment it should be pointed out it should be pointed out that the productivity growth numbers for the third quarter were announced on Thursday got completely uh, obliterated from the news by other events we're going to talk about the tra- but the trade issue in the next next hour and sort of the sort of the what i thought was a a complete uh, mess up of communications from the white house yesterday uh regarding regarding china uh, it does nothing to help uh, where the economy's going. But one of the things that they didn't talk about, and I have not heard this discussed anywhere, quarter three productivity checked in at 2.2% growth on an annualized basis. That's that's an acceleration from the 1.3% number posted in the second quarter. Remember what we've said is you in order to have GDP growth at this level, you have to have a growth of hours worked, and you have to have an increase in productivity. Some of that productivity growth, of course, comes from providing workers with better capital or more capital, giving each one of your workers more, more to work with. That's kind of what uh, Mohamed Alarian was mm-hmm. saying on that clip we just played before the break, that, that potential GDP is growing. When we see productivity gains at this level, if we can see continued gains in that 2 to 2.5% two range. That's going to cause, that's going to cause things to percolate to continue to have the growth you need without the without the incre- without seeing rapid rapid growth in wages. And this is this is that issue, right? This is the the issue about well, how can we say the economy is growing if wages aren't growing? Well, wages are over three percent. Oh, we can't have that. That might mean that we're going to have a uh, we're going to have an increase in uh, in in inflation as a result not if you see these types of productivity gains it, it, this is going to ha- this is going to actually be better for us let's let's in fact uh play a couple more uh more pieces here we've um we've we've already heard Hassett talk about uh uh, C, uh council of economic advisors had uh kevin Hassett talk about wage growth let me uh let me bring to you uh let's play uh, this is tom Purcelli from rbc Yesterday on Bloomberg, uh, visiting with Tom Keen. If you listen to Business fourteen forty during the week, I mean, I'm glad you listen to me on Saturdays. You should listen all the time, because you get a lot of you get a lot of our uh, Bloomberg uh, affiliation in that, and it, and it's wonderful because I love Tom Keen. I mean, in a way that I not I'm not a big fan of many of the business analysts, but Tom is funny. I'll give you I'll give you a, another thing. He's a Boston Red Sox fan. So, you know, he's got he's got cred with me, but he's interviewing Tom Purcelli talking about the about wage increases here. And so that's two Tom's talking to each other here. Let's play cut four a.
2: Tom, let's go to a chart which shows so much of what you predicted was it didn't happen. This is the ECI measurement, which is a, a comprehensive measurement, and I've adjusted it for three percent inflation. I arbitrarily picked it, and maybe it's an inflation, Tom Purcelli, that America feels, even if it's a little less inflation. This, this just—it didn't happen, and it's great. But it's barely great. Do
9: we get beyond barely in the coming year? Yeah, we do, actually. In fact, we just wrote about this in, in our daily, the, the thing I just forwarded to. And, you know, if you look at uh, our wage model, which leads ECI, um, you know, over the coming year, you're easily near three and a half percent from uh, a run rate. And we get tangible wage growth like we had in 2005. Yeah. I mean, look, I would actually tell you that the, the wage growth is tangible now. Uh, it's it, it sort of, and as we said right before the break, it's across the board. Uh, you know, it's not just... Uh, it's not just funneling to the the upper income it's actually literally going more now to the lower income uh, buckets uh, lower income jobs so yeah i would say that this chart is just going to continue to rise it's a sort of a high conviction call from Mm. our perspective
7: and and the high conviction call was echoed Uh, let's let's play a uh, this is brian westbury on fox business yesterday cut number three
4: let me just talk in general about the consumer because some people are looking at this as a as a sign that the consumer is hurting and that's just not true today we got two hundred fifty thousand new jobs uh... in the month of october wages uh... and this is average hourly earnings and and remember they don't include tips commissions uh... irregular bonuses or health benefits at all those wages are up three point one percent in the past year that's the strongest in almost a decade Hmm. since two thousand nine and we when we look at the three hundred and seventy plus companies that have reported so far uh... for the s p five hundred Total sales are up 8.9%. And then if you pull out consumer discretionary companies, their sales are up over 10%. So wages are up, jobs are up, spending is up. I mean, this, there, there's no sign that this economy is rolling over uh, and that the consumer is running out of gas.
7: I mean, how, that's, that's the simple truth of it. There is no sign out there right now. I have been saying I've been concerned about 2019. My concerns are lessening with every one of these reports. The third quarter, the, the more I read the, the details in the third quarter GDP report, the more I more I think, well, maybe this thing's got some legs to run. I'm looking at things like, where is the investment happening? A lot of the decrease in investment that happened in the third quarter versus the second quarter was in building of structures, Investment in structures for non-residential, uh, in the non-residential side, in the business side. That, that's that's fine. Those are lumpy numbers. I don't I don't expect it to grow every time. But you're still seeing software investment. You're still seeing R and D investment. You're still seeing equipment investment. Those still tend to be strong. You look at the you look at the at the jobs number. It is important to point out this 3.1 percent number. If someone says to you, "Well, that's just that's just because of bonuses." The 3.1% wage growth number does not include a bonus. That's not part of it. It is that is an hourly earning number. If you pay bonuses, that's not included in it. If you're pay if you're paying div, you know anything that would look like an extra lump sum payment is not in there. Benefits are not in there. Okay, that's not that's not in that number. That is that is your regular cash money given to you for an additional hour of work. That number is up 3.1% from where it was a year ago. Then you add all that other stuff on top of it. And of course, yes, the consumer is spending. But as we said before, the consumer is not just spending, the consumer is saving. And that saving is vital because if the economy is going to have investment that is not choked off by deficits leading to higher interest rates... The supply of funds, of loanable funds, from the private sector has to increase to meet the demand. The only other way it can happen other than that is to borrow the money from overseas, which leads to an increase in the trade deficit, which, regrettably, under this administration, probably leads to additional actions of protectionism that cause harm rather than, than strength in, in this economy. Now, in the face of that, I know I, I'm beginning to revise myself in the direction of no no recession in twenty nineteen. That does not necessarily mean twenty twenty yet, but, but you're beginning to hear people say things about twenty twenty that would make you think things are Things are, hap- things are happening. And this is where that discussion is, that battle between those who believe the tax cuts set up long-term growth and those who believe that the tax cuts were just a sugar high and that the sugar high is beginning to wear off already. We'll confront that conversation right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
0: We made the music to set ourselves free from working at the Sign the contract, get production on the way. Take the money, make the
2: music pay. Working at the factory.
3: Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on that bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Well, thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in.
10: Alexa, play Business Radio 1440.
3: Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo.
10: Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. And just for being a loyal listener, I'll waive your first initial cleaning fee. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned.
4: Have you ever applied for a home loan online, but actually ended up getting telemarketed to death by strange lenders from all over the country? Have you ever called the bank and hoped of a good deal, but ended up being treated like a number? That's not how we operate. Hi, my name is Joe Metzler. I'm a senior loan officer with award-winning, locally-based Mortgages Unlimited. Here, I will do a full and proper review of your situation, then provide you with a smooth and stress-free process, and of course, get you an amazing interest rate that you can brag about. And don't worry, we will never sell your personal information to anyone. Reach out to me today to be treated like a person, not a number, at 651-552-3681 or online at imortgagejoe.com. imortgagejoe.com. That's imortgagejoe.com. Apply today. Have an answer tomorrow.
3: Mortgages Unlimited is an equal housing lender, not an offer to enter into an interest rate lock agreement. NMLS number 274132.
7: Welcome back King Baggs show Business 1440. Getting getting a little more funky here on the show. Uh, and we're talking about um we're talking about the, the state of this economy and how it's going to how it's getting very strong. And I think that opinion is showing up in that that, that opinion is going to show up in the in the data we we see uh, impacting what the Federal Reserve does. And so again, this is uh from Bloomberg earlier earlier this uh earlier excuse me early yesterday. This was uh Tom Persellion with Tom Keen on Bloomberg. This is cut four B, please guys.
5: Um, so, uh, Tom, how many hikes are you expecting from the Fed next year?
9: Yeah, so we uh, obviously were expecting a, a hike in December, and then we're actually looking for four hikes next year. Yeah, it, and look, uh, you know, I don't hang know on, if this is hang the, the Hell, segment oh, that oh. you got.
7: Did you hear that? Did you hear the wow? That That is what is, that's what's affecting the market right now. There are people out there who are saying what Persella saying, and they believe that the economy, and Porcelli is saying the, str- the economy is strong, and there are people like, oh, but the, economy's, but the stock market has been growing without thinking that, and if we raise interest rates, oh, my God, oh, my God. Okay, just rewind it back to the beginning if you can, please, guys, and we'll just play the whole thing again. This is Tom Porcelli on Bloomberg with Tom Keene yesterday.
5: Um, so, uh, Tom, how many hikes are you expecting from the Fed next year?
9: Yeah, so we uh, obviously were expecting a, a hike in December and then we're actually looking for four hikes next year. Wow. Yeah. It, and look, uh, you know, I don't know if this is the, the segment that you guys want to talk about this on. But what, I would, <laughs> you know, what I would say is um, it, it, there's a couple of things here. One, I think what we have to keep in mind is that if you look at um, the Fed's estimate for growth in particular, um, what you're looking at is 3.1% for this year. Um, that's their GDP estimate. Two and a half percent for next year. So six tenths of a percent slowing in growth, which is you know, not immaterial. And what's interesting about that is they expect that the slowing is on the back of fiscal stimulus coming off the boil. Uh, and one of the things that we've been trying to show recently is if you actually look at savings, right, the savings from the tax uh, cuts, what what our work shows is that most of that savings has actually been saved. Um, so people actually haven't been really using this uh, in, in earnest at all. Uh, and that's compelling, right? So if the Fed is actually baking into slowing in growth uh, and it doesn't materialize next year, which, again, we would say is uh, highly likely, uh, then, you know, I think they're going to feel really comfortable with, with their three, you know, um, almost four hikes next year. And that and that's our call. Right and by the way, come. that's just one key factor. So you're There's another one that sort of drives yeah. that idea, which, which I'm sure we'll get into over the next hour, but right. I think that's one important yeah. notion to keep in mind.
7: And so their point is, you heard the gasp, and I mean, and you can hear the pushback from the host to Purcelli, who is a pretty well-respected uh, uh, analyst uh, on Wall Street, And but uh, uh, Brian Westbury, we didn't have a recording of this, but fr- this is from uh, the First Trust, uh, First Trust Portfolios blog that he posted. Uh, At present, we're projecting an unemployment rate of 3.6% at year-end and 3.2% at the end of 2019, which is part of the reason we think the Federal Reserve will raise rates four times next year, not three times like the current dot plot suggests, or twice like the bond market appears to think. So you need to be in a position so that if people are surprised by two additional rate hikes, the Federal Reserve has been saying for a while... That we might, for a while, have to go past what we think is the neutral rate of three percent. We might have to go to three and a half percent, which would mean that if you have, if you're still in a floating rate mortgage, oh my goodness, run, do not walk to your nearest mortgage broker. Um, if you are exposed to lots of long term bonds you should probably think about about the wisdom of that strategy. If you can hold them for a long time, fantastic. If you think you need some of that money back in the next year or two, you might want to you might want to think about that. Talk to your talk to your broker, talk to your analyst about your advisor about that. Okay? I'm not an advisor, but I'm just saying saying these two clips I'm playing if you're listening well would tell you that that maybe there's there's something happening here in the market and you can you can sort of hear that indeed let's play the remainder of that that clip Uh, let's play 4c please
5: yeah, so Tom, you're basically pushing back. There, there are a lot of people that come on the program and say, look, they're worried about 2020 because there's going to be a confluence of a slowing economy worldwide, yeah. together with the end of the tax cuts, which could push the U.S. in, if not a recession, a significant slowdown. You're pushing back against that.
9: Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I think that a lot of the sort of <clears throat> slowdown that people expect is uh, all on the on the back of this this fiscal idea, right? This notion that fiscal stimulus has basically been you know, sort of used up this this year. You're not going to really see mm-hmm. much for next year, uh, and. Uh, Again, I think the the evidence is quite clear that you actually haven't really seen much.
7: And so if it turns out, I mean, that's fine. If it turns out that investment does lead to additional capacity, if productivity does continue to grow at the 2.2% level that it grew in the third quarter, it's not going to grow exactly at that. That That could itself be some residual bit of the sugar high. It could be. But if that productivity number stays in that two percent area then that means that the gains that are coming from having repatriated capital from overseas from having lower capital corporate tax rates that that investment the investment made in that is showing gains that will have an impact on, on growth, it means that maybe we don't have a recession in 2019. Maybe we don't even have a recession in 2020, as Priscelli argues. But if the Federal Reserve is raising rates past the 3%, that's going to put a crimp on what that growth looks like in 2020 and even at the second end of 2019. Okay, And that means that the Federal Reserve is not interpreting that as an expansion of potential GDP. It's inter- interpreting it simply as... Oh, that's too much growth. We can't have that much growth. That's the point where we need to be a little cautious about what it is the Federal Reserve is, in fact, doing right now. And we won't have an answer to we won't have an answer to that till we get somewhere into 2019. We're going to need better. We're going to need better feedback from the Fed. We also need better feedback from our from our uh, ed, our government officials, particularly in the White House, when it comes to trade. Uh, in the next hour, we're going to play for you some clips that, that where we went back and forth and back and forth on whether or not we were doing something with China, uh, whether or not whether or not there might be a deal coming or a deal not coming. We'll play those for you right after this. This is the King Banyan Show on Still Business 1440. They can't do the job they want to do.
2: Go to ReliefFactor.com.
3: Have you ever considered how important your mattress is when it comes to getting a good night's sleep? Hey, Slee Michael's here for Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds can help give you a better night's sleep and deliver many health benefits, including reduce snoring, blood circulation, improved digestion, reduce leg swelling, and eased muscle pain. With our new Carbon Cool Mattress technology, you'll sleep cooler and more comfortable. Get the peaceful, uninterrupted sleep you deserve each and every night with 12 dual zone massage options. Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds come with a 20-year warranty and a 30-night satisfaction guarantee. I've ordered one for myself and can't wait to experience the benefits of this bed. Check them out now at CarbonCoolAdjustableBeds.com or better yet, give them a call. My guy Randy would be happy to help you out. Their number, 763-325-5253. Give them a call today so you can start sleeping better. CarbonCoolAdjustableBeds.com, because you deserve a better night's sleep. This is Albert Moeller for TownHall.com. On the first Tuesday of November, every other year, Americans have the opportunity to exercise our voice and our vote in the ongoing American experiment of democracy. Over the course of the last few years, we've witnessed a heightening of the polarizing trends that have marked our electoral politics for the greater portion of the last two decades. The tone of the tension that marks our political discourse, I'm sure, turns off many voters. So how should we respond on Election Day 2018? As a Christian, my convictions are shaped by the great Christian theologian, Augustine who developed thought on our two citizenships, one to the city of God, one to the city of man. There is much more that could be said about this, but given the fact that we live in a democracy, our minimum obligations to the city of man are that we vote. Make it a point to vote.
0: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at
3: publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Business 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at Twin...